Welcome back to YouTube with the boys. So we have a fantastic episode on how Tommy Innit ruined his chances at love and how Max Fosh is winning the hearts of the people. Let's see the likes. It is just guys. So let's get into it. Um, first, I say we'll start with Tommy Innit. So Tommy Innit released a video recently, um, and it was titled... I got Tinder as Minecraft man. That was two days ago. And it already has 1.4 million views. To have a quick summary, he dressed up in his classic, you know, diamond armor, Minecraft getup. Um, and then he went on and um, went on Tinder. It was a weird situation. Went on Tinder. Um, got like a bunch of like people with him. Then went on a Minecraft date. And um, here to discuss that is Grant. What's going on, guys? Excited for today's episode. Okay, so we just don't... Like, it was a good video, I'd say. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. I think he's good at making videos. He knows how to edit. He knows what concepts people are going to like. Overall, it's good. I think it's going to do well. It was awkward at times, but that's what he kind of thrives on. Yeah, I mean, the awkwardness is the funny part when he's talking to the uh, girls. And he's uh, very awkward. found that humor very funny. It was very funny, but... Okay, I think we got to, you know, mention the elephant in the room. At the beginning, Tommy and it had a beard. Yeah, that was extremely off-putting. Okay, so like, no, you know, two dudes, you know, everybody has thought about, we're around the same age, everybody has thought about trying to grow out a beard or a mustache, I would, I would say that. Especially with Top Gun Maverick, you gotta, gotta grow it out. True. I mean, Miles Teller, very good looking man. <laughs> extremely good looking. But um, everybody's thought about it, so it's not like, you know, as someone who's Tommy at his age, it's not like I went and looked at him and went, what is he thinking? I thought, what is he thinking after keeping it for a little bit? Yeah. I, I I personally, okay, so I don't know if, like, if I didn't know Tommy, and that's how I first saw him, I don't know if I would say that didn't look great, but all I think of when I think of Tommy in it is we are basically, I think I'm a bit older, maybe a few months. I don't know about you, Greg, you might be the same age, exactly, but I don't know. Um, I, I think I'm a bit older by a few months, but I still just imagine him as this kind of, like, baby-faced Minecraft kid who's, like, kind of a squeaker because he was, like, a few years ago, let's be honest, mm -hmm. and just screaming about the Dream S&P. Because that, that's what I think of when I think Tommy in it. So seeing him with the beard was very off-putting, personally. Yeah, it was... When I first clicked on the video you sent it to me, I mm -hmm. was I was super, super weirded out by it. It was kind of, kind of scary. The thing, like... Okay, so I think he first, like, revealed that he had a beard on Twitter because he had taken, like, a little break or something. And my question is, like, do you think he went in, like, with, like, maybe people are going to like this, or do you think he knew? Uh, I think he knew. I mean, I wonder how long he was growing it out for, though. Because, <laughs> uh, that looked like a lot of, long time. I mean, two months ago was his last video before the one that he posted two days ago. So do you think that was a uh, two-month-old beard right there? Because it's very possible for a man like him. <laughs> it could be to be a two-month beard. I don't, like, I would just feel really bad if he kind of like, imagine he went in and he was like, wow, I'm excited to show the internet about my like beard. And everybody's just like, wow, Everybody this sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, the Twitter, I, I looked at some of his tweets, uh -huh. and uh, there is just a lot of hate about about the beard. It's pretty funny. Yeah, like, okay, I feel like as someone who is on that, you know, status as, like, an influencer, you must know, like, that people are going to hate. 
I don't know if he knew he was getting such overwhelming hate, but it really would be a shame if, like, in that two-month break, he was going out the beard, and he was like, man, this looks really good. I don't think the beard looked horrible. I think it was just, it's it just, like, when you first click on the video, it's just alarming. I just think, it, it's not necessarily it was really bad. Like, a lot of people our age are going to grow beards like that, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. If, you know, you don't normally go in, like, a, you know, older high school circle, yeah, people try to grow beards. This is not an uncommon aspect. I think it's just, like, our mental of image of Tommy in it just does not align with, um, dumb dude with a beard. Yeah. Like I was saying before. Um, but he did in the Tinder video, spoilers, he didn't end up shaving it. He just had a mustache for a bit. I think he was influenced by Miles Teller. He had to be. Mm-hmm. And then um, he eventually shaved that too. So he is now babyface again. Um, but I think it suits him better personally. Or at least I think he'll do better on YouTube with babyface. <laughs> babyface. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, he eventually did it for Tinder. And after he did that, he got all the matches. Yeah. I mean, I I, I do think that he looks better without the beard. And uh, the statistics of the Tinder video show that Tommy... Without the mm-hmm. beard and mustache, it's much more popular. God, El Stachio, I love you! And you know what? Today, even though the people loved it, I think it might be time. Goodbye, old friend. I think of all the journeys we had together, all the love we made once to the ship, all the smiling you accompanied with, all the singing you were there for, you hairy, sexy boy. I'll miss you. Bye-bye, El What's weird is, so, Logan Paul was in the video, right? He made an appearance to give Tommy um, dating advice on Tinder. And it's not like, like, this is going to sound weird, but it's not like Tommy and its beard was that far off from, like, a, the beard of a Logan Paul. Yeah, but uh, I think Logan Paul is a much more manly That's what I'm saying. He, like, person. He has, like, I think a fuller jaw, yeah. not, or a fuller face, not yeah. necessarily a fuller jaw. Tommy actually doesn't have the worst jaw. Yeah, here or there. Yeah, here or there. But um, Logan Paul had a very nice jawline. I could say that much. I started talking about jawlines, and I just didn't know how to stop. But he's just a, like a bigger dude, and I think he like he fits the beard more. So I'm saying the actual beard is not too different, but yeah, it's like the short, scruffy kind of beard. But it it definitely fits Logan Paul a lot better. Yeah. If you told me Tommy in it was like a Paul brother, I just would believe you. <laughs> The lost British Paul brother. The lost British Paul brother. He looks like them. He does. He looks very similar. He could be. Maybe. I could be also. Me and Tommy in it are brothers. You are the fourth Paul brother? For the audio listeners, Grant is a white man with curly blonde hair. Who are you boxing? Uh, Me and Tommy in it. We could box. Same age. How tall is Tommy in it? Research. I think he's a pretty tall dude. You probably have him weight though. Five. No, he's nine. he's taller than that. I think. Yeah. I think he's like six two. I think. Oh. Well, then we're equally matched. If he's just a bit, either bit you, bigger. I think. Yeah, that's fine. At the end of the day, just got like probably like forty more pounds on him. I could cut. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. <laughs> I think I, actually in a past video, I think Logan Paul was talking to him. He's like, "You should just like." It was an episode of Impulsive. Mm. I think Tommy and it went on. 
and I, I was like, this is an interesting combo. I gotta listen to this. And um, he was like, Tommy, you should just like get buff. And how crazy would it be? Imagine like the beard transformation. If Tommy took like a year break and he just came back and he was just jacked, <laughs> jacked with a beard. I think you would have to accept it then. I'd, I think the beard would look pretty sick then. I mean, Captain Sparkles has that same look. <laughs> have, you, you've, you've, have you seen recent Captain Sparkles? Not recent, no. Wow. It's a man. Yeah. This good. dude is the one who made Creeper all man. I just want you to process that. Good, hey, good for him. Yeah. And he has a bunch of sick cars, too. It's a nice 4GT. I'd like that. Yeah. Um... Damn. Yeah. Hey, I think hey. he has a cars channel. Maybe you should watch that. Hey, good for him. Yeah. But if he if he goes on his... Tell me and it goes on his Captain Sparkles little adventure yes i think that he would you know i would respect it i I don't think i could not i mean at the end of the day how tommy and it looks i'm not gonna lie it doesn't affect me that much yeah it's not very important to my day to day it's not important to my day to day as someone who has a youtube podcast it's my job to care yeah but personal life not that much (laughs) (laughs) um but I, i would say overall it's a good video um yeah he FaceTimed, like, at the end, he did a fake FaceTime to Charlie D'Amelio. And, like, he, like, didn't pick up. Yeah. I'm wondering if they actually know each other. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they had, like... Because I think in the description or something that he actually, like, said... He, like, tagged her, I swear. Yeah, see? Huh. Thanks to following... To the following. Logan Paul, Tubbo, Rambo, and Charlie D'Amelio. I think, so maybe he asked her permission. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were friends. To, hey, it's a good you get to, Charlie D'Amelio in any video you can. Yeah, two 18-year-olds with a massive following and fame earlier than it should have been. Yeah, fair enough. I haven't seen much of Charlie D'Amelio in the past few years, though. I meant months. Uh, Every so often, she'll show up on my TikTok for you page, but it's never. I never see her videos anymore. It's always like other people like using her videos. Don't they have like, a reality TV show or something? I swear. Probably. Okay, but... That was a little fun conversation. I think we can move on to Max Fosh, though. So Max Fosh is a YouTuber with 1.14 million subscribers. He is another Brit, another fun Brit. Um, and he makes some very interesting videos. But, you know, Grant, how about you introduce this topic? Because you told me to watch Max Fosh. Yeah, I did. I mean, I think a couple months ago, I was really uh, struggling on the old YouTube because there wasn't much to watch. And I uh, I stumbled upon Max Fosh. And I really just started to love his videos. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sort of like some of the videos are almost like Mr. Beast esque, but they're like kind of more fun and more real. Uh, I think uh, like some of uh, his recent videos that I really liked. Uh, one that got like public news attention that was super popular and funny was he put the sign outside of an airport in England saying welcome to Luton, which is another airport, which isn't anywhere nearby, to trick passengers thinking that they flew into the wrong airport. Passengers flying into Gatwick were in a state of panic. Made letters saying welcome to Luton. Air passengers flying into Gatwick. (laughs) That's really funny. Everyone's thinking that we've been diverted. It's in the Daily Mail, the Daily Telegraph. What is driving the internet crazy? That's my kind of gag. So that was super funny. And then he he does like videos where he like breaks into like big events. And uh, videos where he's like traveling the world, stuff like that, interviewing people. 
And uh, recently he did one where he tricked his parents into signing a legally binding contract saying that he was the favorite child over his sister. Gotta do that. That was, uh, what was that? So I gotta do that. Yeah, so good idea. Good plan. Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, and just to like, you know, he has one million subscribers, but the video on uh, making tourists think they landed at the wrong airport two weeks ago has 5.3 million views. So yeah, he is doing pretty well. In like, he's just a, like, I watched a few videos. So Grant told me to watch him. I was like, Okay, this guy sounds cool. I'll watch him. Uh, I actually had seen the Luton thing on, like, the airport thing on social media without even knowing it was him. Um, and he just seemed very personable. I think he has, like, kind of, like, that old British TV vibe. You know, like, the, the, yeah. you know those memes where it's, like, someone walking in a random street with a British accent? Like, today, we are going to see why. Or put the... It's just, like, some random saying. He has yeah. that vibe. Like, yeah. Uh, 2000s British documentary TV show on a random channel. Definitely. You might think the Scum Society live here, in the gutter, but due to mass benefit fraud, they actually live here, in mansions. To make matters worse, they're not only poor, they're fat. Yeah. Um, but he was really cool. And, okay, this is like, the viewers know this, Grant. I don't know if you will, listeners. But I have a very low attention span when it comes to YouTube. Okay. My big complaint with a lot of other YouTubers is, like, I want to watch something in one sitting. I want to binge through videos. He is able to do that, you know? Because a lot of his videos are less than 10 minutes, which you don't see anymore. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the bigger YouTubers that make videos around 20. So here, you can just cycle through them. Like, in the past, like, the past five videos, 9 minutes, 9.15, 11 minutes, 11 minutes, 12. Really short and really fast. And they're topics that are pretty big. Like... I watched one video, uh, there was one month ago, 2.8 million views, where he became a member of the royal family for 43 minutes, right? That video was 11 minutes. Can we just think about how crazy that is? Yeah. I I watched another video uh, this morning, and it was, he 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 was the, f- he started his own airline by, by leasing out a plane from another company and, like, having their airline license transferred to him so he ran his own airline for one flight and it was like the smallest airline ever in existence and it was like legit it was super cool yeah nine minutes yeah that's insane and i think that really puts a testament into he is only giving you content because i think a lot of times like he's pretty not easily comparable to mr beast but he's like you said along the mr beast you know kind of section of youtube because, like, everybody's, like, has a gimmick, kind of. And Mr. Beast is kind of doing the the impossible, the extraordinary. And he has kind of the same thing. Yeah. And I think what Mr. Beast does is he'll do that video. But then to keep the content going, keep, keep people interested, he will do, like, bits with Carl and Chris. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how he fills the extra time. And now maybe that makes him hit the algorithm more because he wants to reach a certain, you know, video length. But it's like Max, you know... He just does the content. He's like, okay, to keep people interested, I just won't include any boring parts. Yeah. Which I think is pretty special. <laughs> but I think what's interesting is that he goes to crazy lengths. Yeah, he, he does. He spends a lot of money on these videos and will spend so much time. Like, some of his videos, you, like, see montages of him, like, just, like, calling up, like, like dead calling people just to, like, try to make videos work. And just, like, calling out people and talking to people and just trying to be personable to try to get people to help him out for his videos. And it's super interesting. I think, like, the other cool thing about this channel 
is he like really overperforms in all of his videos. Like he only has 1.14 million subscribers, but like most of his videos, he gets like close to 2 million views at least. And a lot of them just overperform because they're just so interesting. And they just really like, I think these videos like really cater to like the YouTube algorithm or what, like what people want to see on YouTube. So uh, what do you think the most work you've seen him put into a video is, at least in your experience? Um, I think, who, um, I, th the airport, the, uh, the airplane one, when he started his own airline was mm -hmm. pretty interesting because he called up all these different airlines and he had to like, he had to get all this legal jargon figured out on how he would technically be like an owner operator of an airline. Mm -hmm. And he rented a plane for like, or he leased a plane and he got fans to come on the flight and it was... Mm -hmm. It was super cool, and that was a lot of work. Then there was also this uh, other video where he um, went to the so-called ugliest town in England and uh, made people feel special. He bought this uh, – he bought, like, a banner that flew over the town that, sa that said that he loved the town or that he thought the town was beautiful, and he made, like, this whole stir on social media telling – like, getting people to say that the town was actually beautiful and mm -hmm. pretty. So and he like went around and talked to people in the town. So I thought that mm -hmm. was pretty interesting. What I think this brings into like a larger conversation is YouTubers who kind of rely on you know normal everyday people. Because I think like a lot of there's been a lot of different channels you know where you can just you can just game and play Minecraft right, and that just relies on your gameplay. But like channels like him, it fully relies on a lot of times other people like being complicit and other people. Who have everyday jobs, and that's kind of scary, you know, because when I when I came into this, when I saw some of the video titles, like uh, some he did too with private investigators, it was like, <coughs> man, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this guy, because uh, you know, I feel uncomfortable a lot of times, like when people take advantage of other people, like for the video, like, um, Gideon, Gideon, mm. he, you probably recognize him if you saw him, but he's that guy, he's like a, a guy who just does like. A lot of prank videos, mm -hmm. like he'll pretend to work at Walmart and do other things. And he is really funny. Yeah. Like he's an enjoyable guy. But sometimes you see him messing with like employees and people. And let me tell you, their reactions are way over the top. Like, yeah. They're not validated to react in that way. But sometimes, like I respect his content and I don't think he's actually doing anything bad. But sometimes I just feel bad. I'm like, maybe these people are just having a bad day. No, I totally agree. Like, when you see video, like this morning on my YouTube, I saw this video, I think it was from Phase Apex, where he did a prank video where mm -hmm. he went into Walmart and just spoke gibberish to the employees. I was like, you're just like, you're just like ruining a poor employee's day. They're just like trying to get through their work day, and you're like filming a video about them, just like annoying them. Like, I don't like content where you have to like take advantage of other people to get views. You know if they come with the Lily Pacifist monsters? Uh, let me check for you. Wait, what did you say? If they come with the Lily Pacifist monsters? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Whereas he, he actually just like makes funny personal content and like people, uh, like he does a lot of, I saw he used to do like a lot of interviews on the streets or like talk to a lot of people mm -hmm. in towns and stuff. And he's just like, he's like very kind, very nice, asks interesting questions. Like I sat this morning and watched a video where he rated people's lunches. Like, he just put out a table mm -hmm. and he, he was like, let me rate your lunch. And so many people just sat down to talk to him and he was hilarious. Yeah. And I think, like, um, like I was going to say, he just seems, like, very nice. There was a video where he became the richest person in the world for um, seven minutes. 
That was an enjoyable one. But it included him making a company. I don't know how he finds out all these loopholes. <laughs> making a company then like that had like I don't know like ten. 100 million shares or something like that, then selling one share for $50 to be valued at $500 billion. That math's probably not right, but I'm just speaking quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had to sit. He sit, He sat in the financial district of London, and he just like was like, okay, what did they do like to investment opportunity? And yeah, he did go up to people, but he seemed very, very nice about it. Like He never seemed like he meant to intrude on someone's day. He never seemed belligerent or like, no, you got to sign here. You got to sign. Come on, help me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he re- he reminded me a lot of um, uh, Ryan Trahan, who I recently did the videos on. Because Ryan, a lot of the time, when he was doing his one-cent videos, he's in like this huge one-cent thing now for charity, which is really cool. But it in- includes him having to go up to people on the street. Like So I watched a Ryan Trahan video a few weeks ago for that episode where he started with one penny. And first, he's like, does anybody have a pen that I could give this penny for? And that eventually led up him to selling snacks on the street because he went to the dollar store bought snacks to sell them for a profit. Mm-hmm. And it's like him just walking down the street to random people like want to buy some like Oreos, want to buy like a Snickers bar, which for me would be incredibly intimidating. Yeah. I could never. Yeah, never do that. But I think that he he treated it in a way that was so nice. And you're like, wow, like this guy, you know, although he may like be asking people, which is sometimes, you know, people don't want to small talk, but that's not his fault. Mm-hmm. But he's just incredibly nice. When people say no, he takes the no. And I think that's pretty important. Yeah. Because like when you have YouTubers who rely on it, like... Do you remember all, like, the old prank channels where you're just like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Super over the top and just, like, pranks that just aren't even funny. They're just mm-hmm. rude to people. Yeah. I don't He He just doesn't give off that vibe at all. He just gives off small YouTuber just making fun content, including people that want to be included in them mm-hmm. just for fun. I don't like. Because I think, like, pranks are a tough line. And I know... This is not really a prank channel. It's yeah. more like just a in real life channel. Like, but like, I'm more talking about interacting with people. And I feel like this brings up like the larger span of like YouTube. Like, you know, there are some pranks like if you get like the impractical jokers line, like kind of like you know that and some other people. That's or like Eric Andre is probably a more aggressive side mm-hmm. of that sometimes. But that that's kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like you are just you know kind of messing with people's days maybe a bit. But usually you don't think they don't think they're in mortal danger. Yeah. Usually nothing's wrong. But then you kind of have like I fake died in the middle of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Like and like they end up on a stretcher and you're like, dude, this is not. <laughs> they people think they're in emergency. They're getting scared and that there's a line. And I think that's the <laughs> tough thing about in like kind of channels that rely on other people. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, I Made Tours think that they landed in the wrong airport video was, like, super lighthearted. Yeah. You see, like, he he went on a plane, like, he mm-hmm. flew to the airport, Gatwick, so he had to, like, fly from mm-hmm. a different airport to Amsterdam to fly back to the airport to see it, and he, like, talked to the lady, he was like, look at this sign, is that, are we going to the wrong airport? And then after, he was like, oh, I'm, I think we're at the right airport, like, he was just, like, he just, like, like he kind of just freaked him out for a minute, which was mm-hmm. funny. And then you see all these like news reactions from people in the UK on like radio shows and stuff, and they were, were talking about how they just thought it was like so lighthearted and funny to like because it's really like you're you're you are landing at the right airport, but it is kind of funny for a split second that people think that they are going to the wrong airport. I don't I I don't see that there's any harm in this yeah, prank at they, all. They just get like a small moment of like panic, yeah. and that's it. Like I think that's a perfect prank. Um. What's also is, like, speaking about how personable he is, he gets people to do crazy things. Mm-hmm. 
Like, um, for the becoming a member of the royal family for 43 minutes, he had to marry someone. It was, like, directly connected to the royal family. Did you watch this one? No, I didn't. Okay, so he wanted to become a member of the royal family to give his um favorite falafel truck the royal seal of approval. Hmm. And to do that, he had to marry someone who's directly related to, like, an old royal family member. So, like, it's, like, one of his viewers that got married for, like, a short time, legally married, hmm. and then they got the marriage annulled, like, a little bit later. But, like, this viewer, random dude, like, even so, it would be hard for me to be like, yeah, this is my favorite YouTuber, but getting married to him, like, would that not be a bit, like, intimidating? It would be, but getting somebody to do that, that is such, like, a cool video idea. And then to, like, to help out your favorite falafel truck by giving it the royal seal of approval, that is, like, It's such, such a cool idea. video, but, like, obviously people were willing to do a lot for him, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it just, like, speaks to, like, how, like, his fan base is, like, so intrigued by his content mm-hmm. that they're willing to do these things. No, I'm interested. In the airline video, did he explain what he wanted to do for, or who was, did he try to keep, like, a business front? Um, like, on the call when he yeah, was... Yeah, was he, he, like, I'm a YouTuber? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think... I was it possibly some of the viewers at the at like the private jet company like knew his content I've so they to- that too. so they told their boss that like oh he's like a genuine mm-hmm. guy so like he's not he's not like trying to screw mm-hmm. you over or anything he's like a genuine guy and uh he got the company to lease their plane and like hand over their aircraft certification to him for an hour or whatever mm-hmm. and um what's funny is like um so he needed a witness for the wedding right mm-hmm. But he didn't realize. So he had to run around around this random church to find a witness, and he ended up finding a viewer, mm-hmm. a member of the Fosh Pit, per se, <laughs> um, what is, when he calls his fans. Uh, and yeah, you got to be a viewer. And it seems like all his viewers just generally like, oh, yeah, all the viewers seem nice, too. It's like yeah. a crazy, like, this is such a small, not small, millions of not small, but such a community that's, like, very bound together, which is just kind of crazy. In what, okay, like, this is going to sound, I don't want to be, there's nothing wrong with Mr. Beast, but I feel like a lot of people would join a Mr. Beast video in hopes of getting money. Yeah. Right. But the interesting part here, which I think shows how nice of a person that he is, is I don't think he's ever like a lot of the time. It's not the viewer's benefit, right? As much as it's fun to be in the video, like um, it's more like the viewer can tell a story, and all these viewers are helping him out just to tell the story with nothing in return. Yeah. Which I think is pretty amazing. And, okay, this is going to be, like, he just seems like he lives a very nice life, too. I know, like, I just keep talking about how nice of a guy. But did you watch just the pro- regular private investigator? Yeah, follow I did. him? Yeah. Do you remember he was, like, playing soccer at one point? Yeah. yeah. He was in a choir. Yeah, he just seems, like, super down-to-earth, cool British guy. I don't There's not much more to say about it. Um, I think all of it's edited well. Is that... Do you, would, you, would you want him to go in a certain direction in the future? Um... I it's kind of tough to say. I mean, the uh some of his videos where he he's like the uh the Pasha's holiday in the world, he went mm-hmm. to a ski resort and he was just kind of like he was doing like sort of like stand-up comedy like making jokes with like all these British mm-hmm. people and uh in this like ski resort. I I thought those were really fun. Like his interviewing videos are super fun. They're lighthearted and they're like just... more on the street videos. Yeah, on the street videos, I really enjoy from him. And then with the with the occasional like crazy video idea is like super good. I I like uh like I got a speeding ticket on a bicycle for Jeff for Jeff Bezos. Like what a great title! It is a like great title. what a what an interesting 
idea. Like, I think that just, like, casual viewing content with the occasional, like, crazy idea, like, well-executed video is just, like, the perfect mix that he can do. I think what's cool about this, especially, like, as, you know, he does more crazy videos, he gets probably more views. And it's increasing returns. Because then more people go, oh, that's Max Flash. I could help him out with this video. Mm Mm-hmm. But also just, maybe it's not his fan base, maybe it's just the British people are more willing to uh, help out a fellow Brit than the average American. Maybe. You know, or you could ask, you know, a fellow Brit to help you out with a boom, and you just got acid all over you. Yeah. <laughs> True. And the other the other thing about this video is it's like the dry British humor is actually mm-hmm. like super funny compared to like the over-the-top, like... American humor that some uh, some YouTubers can have. I would love to see him just up here and like a random other creator's content. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, I feel like he's friends with a lot of other British creators. This this these videos are like kind of reminiscent of like like 2015, 2016 British YouTubers that I used to mm-hmm. watch a lot. Just kind of modernized now. So yeah, like imagine like I become a member of the Sidemen for one Sunday. Like that yeah, would be funny. That would be super funny. It would just be like one of those, like one of the videos like that, or just something like along those lines. I think would be pretty enjoyable, because I just feel like I don't know. He seems like he would gel well with a lot of other creators and people. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I think that's pretty enjoyable. I don't want to overdo it too much. I know this is not as long as like last time, but I don't think there's many lasting conversations that come with that other than just that. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Go watch him. Um, but I think that's gonna be it for this week. Um. Thank you for all the support on the socials. If you continue to do that, that would be really awesome. Um, But I I really appreciate that. So I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. (laughs)